0: Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Friday, March 4th, and I'm your host, Rena Sherbel. Our top stories today. Self-sanctioning reduces Russian crude oil exports. Powell says fighting inflation, crucial for long-term growth. And Panasonic to build U.S. battery plant to supply Tesla. Leading today's news. Following significantly tighter financial sanctions and an exodus of majors from Russia, crude traders and refiners have paused purchases of Russian oil and oil products. This is according to an assessment of shipping data and conversations with traders shared by Energy Intelligence. Following sanctions, price discounts for Russian crude appeared immediately, with Platts quoting Ural's crude about $20 below dated Brent. As the week rolled on, crude tenders for Russian volumes simply dried up. Energy Intelligence estimates that self-sanctioning has reduced Russian exports by about 2.5 million barrels a day. In response to tightening crude markets, Western governments coordinated a 60 million barrel release of strategic reserves. OPEC Plus stuck to a previous production agreement, likely hoping to retain spare capacity for when and if Russian exports are weaponized. U.S. and Canada announced plans to cease Russian oil imports, though both countries are net exporters of oil and oil products. Tighter oil markets would be likely to support oil commodity ETFs like the U.S. Oil Fund, USO. Higher prices would also benefit producers like Exxon Chevron Shell BP, Pioneer, and Canadian Natural. Refiners like Valor and Phillips could struggle in the near term as feedstock costs rise and demand growth expectations fall. If the two and a half million barrels per day of self-sanctioning proves accurate it's likely to be viewed as temporary majors traders refiners and banks are all scrambling to understand post-sanction protocols preferring to step out of the market rather than risk running afoul of the new rules however if it is kept off global markets for an extended period it's sure to have a dramatic impact on prices tacking two and a half million barrels per day onto existing deficits would overwhelm global spare production capacity and require prices to rise to a point where demand falls. In other market news, US stock index futures plunged following reports that Russian forces attacked Europe's largest nuclear power plant in Ukraine, raising fears of a nuclear disaster. The fire broke out in a training building outside the nuclear plant's perimeter after an attack by Russian troops, Reuters reported. A nuclear power plant spokesperson told RIA that background levels of radiation had not changed. The International Atomic Energy Agency tweeted that there has not been any change reported in radiation levels at the nuclear power plant. It also tweeted that the fire has not affected essential equipment. Stock futures have since paired their losses, and the blaze at the nuclear plant was reportedly extinguished and the site secured. There were no victims." The Russian ruble dropped to new record lows against the U.S. dollar on Thursday, although it closed the Moscow session. Little changed after Fitch and Moody's downgraded Russia's sovereign debt to junk status. Measures by the central bank and finance ministry failed to stop that drop. Elsewhere this week, U.S. Treasuries rallied, sending the 10-year yield down as much as 14 basis points to 1.7%. Bonds also advanced in Japan and Australia, while the dollar and yen both strengthened. Investors continue to monitor oil prices, which have surged in recent days. WTI crude oil jumped almost 5%, and other commodities futures look to extend this week's rally. In the afternoon of Asia trading hours on Friday, international benchmark Brent crude futures gained 1.63% to $112.26 per barrel. U.S. crude futures also advanced 1.96% to $109.78 per barrel. Chicago wheat futures rose by their daily limit Thursday to another 14-year high, powering past $11 per bushel for the first time since 2008, capping a 32% gain so far this week as the Russia-Ukraine war raises fears of a major disruption to grain exports from the Black Sea region. Russia and Ukraine combined account for 25% of global wheat exports and Ukraine alone for 13% of corn exports, according to analysts at RBC Capital. Corn futures climbed 14% this week. Soybean futures are up more than 5%. University of Illinois agricultural economist, Scott Irwin tweeted that the current chaos out of the Black Sea will be the biggest supply shock to global grain markets in my lifetime. As just one data point, it has been reported that there are 600 million bushels of corn contracted for export that's currently trapped in Ukraine. And what about 2022 production? The disruption appears to be beneficial for U.S. suppliers, with the U.S. Department of Agriculture reporting the sale of 337 metric tons of U.S. corn to unknown destinations for delivery in the 2021-22 marketing year. U.S. exporters continue to find interest in the export market as traditional Black Sea buyers seek grains from other locations, said Doug Bergman of RCM Alternatives. Commerce Bank analysts said recently that the Russia-Ukraine war, means as much as 15 million tons of wheat exports from the Black Sea region could be at risk. As for precious metals, palladium prices rose on Friday to a seven and a half month peak on supply concerns, while safe haven demand kept gold on course for a fourth weekly gain. Russia accounts for 40% of the global production of the auto catalyst metal used by automakers in catalytic converters to curb emissions. Meanwhile, spot gold rose 0.2%, U.S. gold futures climbed 0.3%. Spot silver shed 0.1% to $25.13 per ounce, while platinum rose 0.6% to over $1,086.54. Spot palladium was up 0.4%. In crypto, Bitcoin has been bouncing between 34 and 45,000 for the past two months. On Thursday, the world's largest cryptocurrency was on the downside, sliding 4.5% to 42.1,000 in late afternoon trading. Bitcoin-link stocks followed suit. MicroStrategy fell 6.7%, Marathon Digital Holdings dropped 8.3%, Riot Blockchain sank 9.9%, and Silvergate Capital dropped 9% on Thursday. Bitcoin has lost 9.1% of its value year-to-date since the start of the year, while Bitcoin miners, Marathon Digital, sank 18%, and Riot dove 21%. Thursday's drop in crypto and related stock prices contrasted with Tuesday's gains as the Russia invasion of Ukraine may have been increasing demand for digital assets. Globally, Japan came out with its jobs data for January. Its unemployment rate was 2.8%. The expected was 2.7%. Japan moves further to ease the impact of rising gasoline prices and says it will lift the subsidy ceiling for fuel wholesalers to 25 yen a liter for gasoline, diesel and kerosene to ease pain from the rise in energy prices. New Zealand's Consumer Confidence Index hit a record low in February, and Turkey's inflation hit a new 20-year high in February, fueled by higher energy and food prices combined with a weak currency. In other economic news, with no easing of inflationary pressures, home prices are regularly reaching new highs, and February is no exception. Data from Realtor.com and Redfin show that the housing market is showing no signs of cooling. Redfin said home prices reached an all-time high of almost $364,000 for the four-week period ended February 27th, while Realtor.com's monthly housing trends puts the U.S. median listing price at $392,000 for the month of February. The last five years, home prices have been breaking records early in the season as buyers try to get ahead of competition, Realtor.com chief economist Danielle Hale said. She said, this is the first time the record has been broken in February, signaling that competition is already heating up weeks before the start of the spring buying season in a typical year. Redfin Deputy Chief Economist Taylor Marr observed that mortgage rates declined as the Ukraine war rattled the global economy, but sees the potential for the price escalation to ease when the Federal Reserve starts raising interest rates. Marr said the dip in mortgage rates should buoy home buying demand temporarily, fueling continued price gains but demand may drop off if the federal reserve raises interest rates again as expected the two firms said that there is no relief on the supply side new listings fell 0.5 percent from february 2021 and slid 14 and a half percent from february 2020 realtor.com said redfin said new listings dropped one percent year over year and 10 percent from two years ago on thursday the fed shared more insights Richmond Fed President Tom Barkin said in a speech that the tight labor market has been partly to blame for pushing inflation to an almost 40-year high, but the dynamics driving labor market woes are not the same across all industries. In December, the quits rate eased to 2.9% from 3% in November, while job openings increased. And Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said Thursday that fighting inflation is the best thing the central bank could do to ensure long-term economic growth although Russia's invasion of Ukraine has given the Fed added reason to be careful about its approach. He told US lawmakers on his second day of testimony that, quote, the problem really that we're facing is one of high inflation. The biggest risk to being able to sustain a long expansion is to sustain or really to restore price stability. That is the single most important thing we can do to really try to have the kind of long expansion we saw in the last cycle. Powell's comments came as part of an appearance before the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs. It followed a similar appearance before a committee in the House of Representatives the previous day. Wednesday's testimony saw Powell signaling that he favored a quarter point rate increase at the Fed's next meeting scheduled to end on March 16th. However, he also noted that policymakers are never on autopilot as they consider potential moves. Speaking before the Senate on Thursday, Powell reiterated his basic stance, saying the Fed would proceed with its plan to raise interest rates and remove stimulus, even while keeping an eye on the highly uncertain impact of the conflict in Europe. Commenting specifically on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Powell acknowledged that the conflict added significant uncertainty to the economic situation, highlighting geopolitical risk and forcing a spike in energy prices. In light of this, he repeated his call for the Fed to remain alert and nimble in the face of a fast-changing situation. However, he also argued that under the current circumstances, he does expect to push ahead with the central bank's rate-tightening plan. I do think it's going to be appropriate for us to continue to proceed along the lines that we had in mind before the Ukraine invasion happened, he said. For another perspective on Fed policy, James Bullard, the president of the St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank, has pushed for the central bank to get aggressive about rate hikes. He underlined this view in comments delivered earlier this week, saying the Fed needed to follow through on its rate hike promise or risk squandering policy credibility. In stock news, Panasonic plans to build a multi-billion dollar factory in the U.S. to supply Tesla. The Japanese company is looking at sites in Oklahoma and Kansas to build the plant because of their proximity to Texas, where Tesla is preparing a new electric vehicle plant, according to the report. Panasonic, a longtime supplier for Tesla, already has unveiled plans to begin mass producing a new type of lithium-ion battery for the automaker by March 2024, with two new production lines at its Japanese plant. Tesla shares have traded higher this week as investors weighed the possibility that Russia's attack on Ukraine could accelerate the timeline for EV adoption in major nations. Cloudflare and MongoDB shares both posted double-digit percentage declines Thursday as companies in the security and data management sectors retreated following a pair of disappointing earnings reports and outlooks. As trading progressed, Cloudflare was down by more than 14 percent, and MongoDB slumped nearly 15% on higher than usual trading volume, but without any direct news involving either company. The cause of the declines appeared to be a case of guilt by association. Late Wednesday, data warehousing company Snowflake reported respectable Q4 results, but did give a sales forecast that suggested its revenue growth is beginning to slow. Much has been made of the spike in oil prices since Russia's attack on Ukraine, However, the conflict has had an impact in other less obvious markets as well. This includes the global supply of fertilizers. The disruption caused by the invasion of Ukraine has led to a shortage of this key agricultural component, a fact that has given a lift to the sector lately. The CEO of CF Industries described inventories as low as we've ever seen. This has led to higher prices, driving up stocks among companies tied to the product. CF rose about 3% on Thursday, marking its eighth consecutive session of gains. This was also the 13th gain in the past 15 trading days. Overall, the stock climbed about 16% over the past month and has also gained 91% over the last 12 months to reach an intraday 52-week high of $87.99. Mosaic rose 3% on Thursday, part of a 27% rally over the past month. The stock also set a fresh 52-week high during the session. Nutrien showed a similar pattern, rising 2% in the latest session and 24% over the past month it set a new high as well. Kroger jumped following the release of better than expected quarterly results. The strong results sent the stock higher by 12%, driving it to a new 52-week high. The grocery store chain posted a quarterly profit that exceeded consensus by more than 20%. Revenue advanced almost 8% to reach more than $33 billion, beating analyst expectation by nearly $400 million. KR also released a standout forecast for 2022 and predicted that adjusted earnings for the year of $3.75 to $3.85 per share. Analysts were looking for $3.43 per share. Thursday's advance added to a recent upswing with Kroger, ending higher for their fifth consecutive session. The stock gained about 23% over the past month and nearly 62% over the past year. Competitor Albertsons also received a boost from Kroger's earnings. The stock rose nearly 12%, adding to gains posted earlier in the week when the firm announced a strategic review. And on the other side of things, American Eagle Outfitters dropped 9% after the clothing retailer reported lackluster quarterly results and warned that its 2022 results would be impacted by ongoing headwinds related to supply chain and logistics issues. With the slide, the stock reached a 52-week low sofi technology completed its acquisition of Technisys, a move that it says will create a vertically integrated banking technology stack the combined galileo technesis technology is expected to provide significant savings in third-party costs the company said once sofi has migrated off its current multiple third-party cores to a single owned and operated technesis core it expects to be able to innovate even faster perform more real-time decisioning, and offer greater personalization for its approximately three and a half million members. Amazon is making moves to press the Federal Trade Commission's decision on its multi-billion dollar deal to acquire MGM Studios, setting up a mid-March deadline for action. The tech retail giant certified to the FTC that it provided all information requested from antitrust investigators, The Wall Street Journal reported, and that triggers a short clock for the FTC to file a legal challenge before Amazon can close the purchase. The FTC could issue legal challenges to the acquisition, which would be Amazon's second biggest after Whole Foods, after the deal is closed, but consummating it could remove some uncertainty for both companies and allow Amazon to move forward with its plans for integration, as well as making unwinding it more difficult. Meanwhile, a review in Europe could also impact US deadlines and buy the FTC more time, The Wall Street Journal noted and complicating matters for FTC chairwoman Lena Khan, who has spoken out against Amazon's power previously is not only the short deadline, but the fact that a vacancy on the commission means it's split two two between Democrats and Republicans. FTC staff reportedly made its recommendation on the deal and sent it up to the FTC front office for consideration. It opened the probe last July. Amazon and MGM came to the deal for six and a half billion $8.45 8.45 billion, including debt, last May. Charles Schwab plans to expand its ETF lineup to include a new crypto fund. Rather than putting money directly in cryptocurrencies, the new fund will target companies that benefit from the crypto investments and technology. Schwab, the fifth largest exchange traded fund issuer with over 257 billion assets under management, filed on Wednesday with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission a prospectus for the Schwab crypto economy ETF. The filing made clear that the fund will not invest in cryptocurrency or digital assets directly or initial coin offerings. At this time, Charles Schwab has not outlined an expense ratio or ticker symbol for the new ETF, but it has disclosed that the fund intends to trade on the New York Stock Exchange. An ETFs out of Russia tumbled further on Thursday afternoon, adding to a steep decline that has taken place since Russia's invasion of Ukraine last week. Most Russia-focused funds were down double digits, led by the iShares MSCI Russia ETF ERUS, which found itself down over 30% midday. According to Direction Funds, the Direction Daily Russia Bull two-time shares, RUSL, which is down 18%, will cease trading on the New York Stock Exchange as of the close of regular trading on March 11th and will liquidate itself on March 18th. Alongside ERUS and RUSL, the Franklin FTSE Russia ETF FLRU, Van Eck Vectors Russia ETF RSX, and Van Eck Vectors Russia Small Cap ETF SRXJ. We're also deep into the red. Russian-based funds continue to feel squeezed as Ukrainian cities remain under heavy military bombardments and casualties start to mount. The Washington Post reported that Russian troops had apprehended an important government building as Vladimir Putin constricts its hold on Ukraine's southern coastline. Since the start of the invasion on February 24th, RSX is down over 66%, RSXJ down over 44%, RUSL down nearly 80%, ERUS down over 73%, and FLRU down just about 60%. Government sanctions and corporate withdrawal from Russia also continue to hurt Russian stocks and ETFs. BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, confirmed that it suspended the purchase of all Russian securities in its active and index funds on Monday in light of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Nike is following suit to a number of other Western retailers, saying Thursday that it will temporarily close the stores it owns and operates in Russia, citing increasing challenges of managing its business, according to a Reuters report. Nike said it would support its employees by continuing to pay salaries. There are about 116 Nike stores in Russia, according to the company's website. Nike previously posted a message on its Russian website advising customers that it wasn't able to guarantee delivery for orders made online and directed its customers in the country to brick and mortar stores instead. The latest decision covers both Nike-owned and operated stores. The Nike Foundation will donate $1 million to UNICEF and the International Rescue Committee in support of humanitarian relief efforts in Ukraine, the company said Thursday. On that note, that does it for this week's podcast. I wanted to make a special mention as we hit this weekend. A big thank you to Pim Fox for his great work on the podcast. We're very sad to see Pim go, but we do look forward to bringing you a fantastic, renovated, updated Wall Street Breakfast podcast. I am simply filling in until we get you the full-time host. We look forward to bringing you that soon. Have a great weekend. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, the Cannabis Investing Podcast, and Marketplace Roundtable Podcast on those platforms as well. Have a wonderful day.